Hey everybody, I'm Marcus Sally, the executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. I wanted to take a few minutes of your time to recognize the life of Kristen Pistol Richards. Longtime friend, huge supporter of the show, and constant movie companion. On behalf of myself and the rest of the Popcorn Prattle family who knew and loved you, we miss you, and we dedicate this episode to you. Thank you. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated, and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a really good movie, and now you want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my best good buddies. Let me introduce you to them. First up... You know him, you love him, it's the man, it's the myth, it's the legend, it's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. And of course, it's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented, hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hey. Do you guys, sometimes I'll look at the the chat, not the chat, the um, reviews for the show. Mm-hmm. I love that people actually do feel like they're in the room with us. That's great. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Also, also, Lind Lee. There's a D. And they got that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a hard name, so. It is a they bit of were, hard name. They were in the same vein. I've gotten things like Lily, Lindsay, Ling Ling. On <laughs> more Ling. occasions than <laughs> you would think. Uh-huh. An audience, I don't, I don't know if you know what my face looks like, but I'm not a Lingling. Nope. I mean, no. I can be as adorable as a little panda that's named Lingling, but I am not a Lingling. No, definitely not. So they were close, and I <laughs> really appreciate the compliments. And the awesome reviews. Um, I'll try to break out that southern charm as much as I can. <laughs> you really don't have I, to. Oh. <laughs> Steven, Steven's like, I prefer New York Lindley. Hey, uh, hey Steven. Exact. Hey, Steven. <laughs> yeah? Bless your heart. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> this is not the end of this, Key. We we know what we know what that means. Or at least our southern audience knows what that means. Screw you um, for for you Yankees though. Bless your worry. heart Go- ain't a compliment. Google it. Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, audience, we have an exciting show lined up for you tonight. Um, we are going to talk about a variety of different things. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Uh, we're going to give you some Netflix picks because, of course, there's so much good content on, uh, you know, streaming right now. Um, some stuff that just is just 
blowing minds and we're going to talk about a few of them and then of course we have a movie review but we don't just have one review for you we got two yeah it's like that song i want to rock right now i'm a bass and i came to get loud Uh, wait a minute gotta stop no no lindley 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 copyright oh we don't have the rights we don't don't have have the rights rights. (laughs) but we do have the right to pot. Nope, nope. We don't nope, have that, that either. One day, one day we'll be able to get the rights to these songs and then I'm just going to hit the button like a real like a real radio DJ. That that would Popcorn be nice. Popcorn prattle tracks. <laughs> um, well, audience, I am not going to take up too much of your time because I know that you want to get right down to the nittiest of gritties. But... Um, before we start, we want to uh, just let you guys know you all are so, so flipping awesome. We're so glad for the support. Uh, and if you are a regular listener of Popcorn Prattle, here is what I would like you to do. I want you to take a second, okay? Hit that pause button. We're not going to go anywhere. Just hit that pause button. And whatever device you're listening to us on, I want you to go hit that subscribe button. I want you to hit that follow button. I want you to hit that like button. I want you to leave a review. Like, we'll talk about your review on the air. Um, and let and let everybody know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the Film Talk podcast to listen to. Make sure you share it with everybody, because guess what? The more that you uh, give us a review, you give us those five stars, ten stars, I know they don't go up that high. Um, But if you give us that review, if you give us those stars, guess what? It just bumps us up in the rankings, right? And then more people can join the Popcorn Prattle Party, all right? It's like a bar experience. We need more people at our bar. Yeah. A very dry bar, because we're either sick or tired, and we can't... (laughs) (laughs) Having that alcohol would would have adverse effects to the medicine. It so. would just make things worse. <laughs> so I mean, um, I'm silly enough as it is right now when I'm tired. I don't need alcohol to make this even more of a mess. Exactly. <laughs> we're laughing. We're having a good time. And we want to have a good time with you guys. So, without further ado... Gilding of the Lily, Stephen Lindley, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Guys, let us prattle. So, uh, D23, um, we talked about it in our last last episode, and a lot of cool stuff dropped, um, a lot of cool information dropped, um, but the one thing, the one thing... Uh, that we did not discuss because this came out like shortly after D twenty three, right? This trailer. Uh yes. Something yeah, it like wasn't that. like yeah, right. It wasn't like it wasn't at D twenty three, but it was like shortly after. Um, or was or I, I don't think know. It, I think it was like the day after we recorded or something. Okay. Um, but e- either way, this trailer dropped, uh, and it was for Star Wars. Um, and it took the internet by. Storm. Oh um, yeah, it did. A lot of people analyzed it. a lot of a lot of cool gifts were made from it. Um a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. Uh and we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about this trailer. Um, Steven, I know that you are ill. 
Um, yes. But, <laughs> but uh, tell us, what were your thoughts on this trailer? So I like the trailer. Um, mm. It kind of, you know, it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the Force Awakens trailer. How it doesn't really feel like it's giving away too much of the plot. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, I know probably the biggest thing that we see in the trailer is, of course, Dark Ray, uh, or I guess Ray turning to the dark side with a red, a double-bladed lightsaber that folds in on itself. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I honestly, I feel like even one of those—that's kind of like a, a like a throwaway almost. Uh, I honestly feel like that's being led. We're being led to believe that that's going to be a bigger moment than it might actually be. Kind of like when, you know, when The Last Jedi came out, you know, there was that trailer jaw-dropping moment where Luke says it's time for the Jedi to end. And yeah. and that turned out to just be, you know, kind of a small part of the movie. Right. Um, I kind of feel like it might be like that. Um, I will say I was surprised that it seems like the Emperor is going to have a bigger role than I thought he would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I think it's interesting because um, I, I really loved The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens, and I'm just excited to see it end, and I hope it's a good one. Yeah, how about, absolutely. How about y'all? What did y'all think? I mean, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it wasn't really much of a trailer. Half of the trailer was just clips from the previous movies. Right. Like, it all ends. Um, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish we would have seen a little bit more, not giving away plots or anything, but right. I would have liked to see a little more. But what we did see, I mean, I think oof, it uh, like it definitely took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. it's what I don't think it means what we what we think it means. Right. Yeah. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, um, I, when I was watching the trailer, um, just based off of the few clips that we got, um, it almost feels, it almost has this feel of like, um, there is, there is like one, big moment it's like it's like the the rebels the resistance finally gets like their ultimate weapon um and i and and and, and this is literally you know literally uh Lindley said before not much is shown in this trailer um so this is like pure speculation but from what i can tell i feel like they might have found like their death star essentially and it's kind of like a race to figure out like okay who is going to who is going to finally take this battle is it going to be ray uh or is it going to be kylo ren um i definitely agreed with you Lindley, when you said like this just seems like it might be some sort of force dream it's a force projection yeah i and i think that's what palpatine is too because we see interesting I, i don't think palpatine is actually there i think his his energy or his force ghost still remains. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm. This is what's going through my theory. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Hit us. So, in the trailer, we do see 
the trio arriving at the remains of the Death Star. Mm -hmm. So I think in that Death Star is where Rey goes to finish her last, you know, force training. Yeah. Just like Luke had to do. Because if Mm -hmm. you remember in the original trilogy, he too had that sort of vision of him battling, of Luke battling Darth Vader, cutting off his head, and it's his head in the helmet. I think that's Mm -hmm. sort of what's going on with Rey right now, is that she has to face her own darkness. Yes. In order for her light to conquer. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that was in... uh, the video game Knights of the Old Republic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go through your Jedi training, you have to go um, and essentially like you go through like this this mission where you do have to face your dark side. Um, and which I, is an interesting... I think that's what that it basically is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, is a, which is an interesting idea. Um, I think that's really cool and it's kind of like brings everything full circle. Um I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm with you, Stephen. I'm excited for this movie, um, especially to f- kind of see it wrap up nicely, and then to also find out like where do we go from here? Because there's more movies coming. Um, this is just the end of the Skywalker story, so uh, it'll be nice to finally see like uh, a, a, f- a freshness to it. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, like finally we get the get the end of this story, and now we're gonna get something actually actually new so um audience we are actually uh, going to gonna take a quick break because Stephen here is quite sick yeah. and for once i am actually worried for him <laughs> <laughs> so it's back to school allergies cover your nose yes. when you sneeze what's they going on wash their hands Steven, uh, thank you so much for for coming on to the show. Please go get some rest, and we will have you back on the show very soon. Um, Well, next episode when you're well. Um, But for now, good night, sweet prince. May fleets of angels sing thee to thy rest. Um, And when we come back, that's from Hamlet. Flights of angels, isn't it? Flights, fleets, look. Hey, it's been a long time since I played Horatio, all right? Leave me alone, Key. You're stuck <laughs> with me now. Steven's gone. It's just you and me, buddy. <laughs> I'm still here, Michael. You ruined it! <laughs> all right, good night, guys. Audience, we're going to take a quick break, and then, like I said, when we come back, uh, we are going to give you some Netflix picks and some movie reviews. So... Stay tuned. Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd podcast where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV movies and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd. All right. So, uh, Lindley. Yes. We got a chance to watch some Netflix. Well, you got a chance to watch some Netflix. I, wa- I watched all, all of the Netflix. 
You watched all of the Netflix? All, I watched all, all of the Amazon Prime. Ooh. Yeah. We fancy. This is a, this is a twofer. <laughs> Can I just say something real quick, though, about Amazon Prime? Sure. It's fantastic. I, I've heard really good things. Yeah, the original content on this thing is actually fantastic. Have you started um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel yet? That is, that's next on my list. Good, I, good, like, good, good. After watching two really good, like, original series on, on Amazon Prime, I'm like, okay, Marvelous Maisel must, it must be excellent. Good. Because these two were great, and they're not getting half as much buzz as uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was. So, I'm excited. <laughs> um, but you got a chance to watch uh, some ne- a new Netflix show, which w- which was I got the chance to watch the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, <sighs> which looks fantastic. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. so gorgeous. And I will preface by saying this: I didn't grow up with the Dark Crystal. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't because I I watched the original movie before I watched the series because it's up on Netflix too. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult, and that movie was nightmare fuel. This series yeah. is nightmare fuel. I don't know if I've ever seen a more creepy creature than the Skeksis. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh, they're terrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful mm-hmm. in their design, but... Um, so I did watch the Dark Crystal movie before I watched the series. And I gotta say, it was okay. Mm. Beautiful, again, beautiful puppetry, scenery, everything like that. The imagination behind it is just so unique and brilliant. But yeah. as far as story goes, it felt a little weak. I'm, you know, I'm definitely gonna... I'm more of a labyrinth girl. I love me some Labyrinth. Uh, so I feel like Labyrinth just has something better as far as a story goes and a message. But that's not to say The Dark Crystal was bad. It was good for what it was. The show, though. Yeah. The show is so compelling. The story is beautiful. The imagery, mm-hmm. the puppetry. I ended up really caring about the characters. There would be times when i was watching it finishing it up yesterday where i'd be like hop come on man so like you really get (laughs) invested and connected to these characters yeah and there's a really good message behind it Mm -hmm. there's a terrific Mm -hmm. message it's about truth Hmm. and what some people will do to either find the truth Mm-hmm. hide the truth or hide from the truth oh and oof it's <laughs> i didn't think the dark crystal would be so relevant nowadays with this yeah. whole thing about you know fake news or whatever there's such a deep meaning about fighting for not only what is right but for what is mm-hmm. true hmm the plot revolves it the if you don't know the show is a prequel to the movie dark crystal and it's about these different factions in this fantasy world called thra there are the gelflings who are these 
little almost elf-like creatures and within mm. that there are different factions of gelflings and everyone is ruled by these really grotesque creatures called the Skeksis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they have taken over this crystal of truth, that which they turned into the dark crystal, and are abusing its powers. And they find out that they can become immortal by draining the essence of the Gelflings. Oh. It's dark. Yeah. It's super, super dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the Gelflings, they, the, the Skeksis are kind of their overlords. They have their own, it, it's a, it's a, the Gelflings have a matriarchal society, mm -hmm. which oh, I, okay. I'm here for. Yeah. Like they yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> so they have their own matriarchal, matriarchal society, but everyone is below the Skeksis. So mm -hmm. some of the Gelflings are like the Skeksis. They protect us. Um, they're, they're here for us. They've done so much for us, for Thra. But you come to find out that their motivations and the things that are really going on behind the scenes is not what they've preached. And so you have some characters who are struggling to, you know, tell the truth about the Skeksis, to warn right. them about what they're trying to do. And then you have others that are just, their heads are in the sand and be like, no, the Skeksis are good. They protect us. They do all these things for us. And it's, mm -hmm. oh, it's so good. I literally <laughs> just finished the last episode. And to be honest, yeah, they set it up for more. Okay. They've really set it up for more. Like, I could see it going another season. There mm -hmm, has to mm -hmm. be an end because, it, again, it is a prequel to The Dark Crystal. Right. And The Dark Crystal starts out pretty bleak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I almost wish I hadn't seen the movie first because I kind of oh. know what has to, I know what has to happen now. Right. So I know even through their victories, it's like, mm. Yeah. This has got to happen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I I really love the show. It almost surpasses the original movie, and I really think they did Jim Henson proud. You know, it's interesting that you that you say that you wish you would have, you wish you wouldn't have seen the movie first. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the Star Wars prequels. You know what I mean? Like Rogue One. I, I always find, like, Rogue One is fantastic. I like it. Even though I know at the end of this, everybody has to die. Um, it's it's still fun to, like, watch that journey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you get to this point? Exactly, um, yeah. You know, that's that's that to me is, like, the heart of what a prequel should be. Um, like, don't, don't try to, like, you know, surprise me with anything or, like, add something to the mythology that doesn't that's not in line with what we ended up seeing um but maybe like a new discovery like maybe something else happened that like we don't necessarily know about mm -hmm. um you know i i think about i think star wars they they do it really well um especially like the clone wars cartoons um, yeah where they where they show like there were some jedi who survived Ooh. um they you survived know what I mean? order 66 Six. <laughs> Execute order six. 
<laughs> was it uh, uh commander cody um <laughs> speaking of that speaking of us doing those voices the voice acting in this is fantastic you've got well, they got, a, they got an all-star cast i get i mean mark hamill andy samberg you've got simon pegg um Ter- what whatever that guy's name that played elton john Taron egypt i know his name why can't i say it Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton, he's like the the main male Gelfling of the series. Okay. He, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the sword. He's the he's the warrior guy. Um, Alicia Vandeker, mm. um, our girl Katrina Balfe. Nice. I really liked her character in this. There was one point where she was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I won't spoil it, but oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, but it also. And I watched a video about this from a YouTuber. She does video essays. Her name is Lindsay Ellis. Kind of Mm. talking about just how voice acting has, how far it's come Mm. in kind of good ways and bad ways. So, you know, back in the day, back when the Dark Crystal movie was coming out, no one really knew who was behind the voices besides Jim Hansen and maybe Frank Oz. Mm Mm-hmm. No one really knew. But nowadays, you can't go see an animated movie or a movie like The Dark Crystal with puppets and not know who it is voicing it. Right. So it's a good thing that, you know, yay, animation is being taken more seriously, but also, you know, maybe smaller known voice actors aren't getting the parts because they have to be filled by big time celebrities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like a catch twenty two, uh, but for this, a, a lot of the only person I could really pick out like that's who you are was Mark Hamill. Mm, he plays really? one. Of, he's he's usually pretty good about hiding his voice. Exactly. He's a he's a good chameleon, but just yeah. because I'm so used to hearing his voice acting work, mm-hmm. uh, he plays a skexy called the scientist. Okay. Um, so I could just be like, yeah, I can, I can definitely hear Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was still really good. Simon Pegg plays the Chamberlain, mm-hmm. which the Chamberlain is a huge part in the Dark Crystal movie. He's that one skate that always goes, hmm. Mm. Yes. You would never know it was him. He really? was fantastic. You, he really got lost in the role and was terrific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend, if you haven't seen Dark Crystal, I wouldn't watch it first. Okay. I would, this is what I would do. I would hold off on the Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. I would actually watch the show first. Wait, because it's definitely, it has, oh, it has to be picked up for at least one more season. Yeah, yeah. Then go back and watch it. Because I think the surprises and you getting attached to some of these characters mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. help the the whole mystery around it. So, yeah, okay. go watch it. It's great. I, cause I wanted to watch the movie first, um, but I got to tell you, it, it's, I mean, I it t- it's taken me like a week. <laughs> to get through this 90 minute movie because i'm i'm just like i don't know it's just it just doesn't grab me the visuals are great the, uh, yes exactly you know but the story i'm just like 
I've heard better stories than this. Mm-hmm. You, like, you know, you mentioned the labyrinth. That's a perfect example of it just, a much better story. If, um, something like the labyrinth, it, it flows better. And, yeah, the, yeah. and there's a message behind labyrinth about when to know when to let go of childhood and what to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Which, whew, mm, that's, that's, that's kind of why I love Labyrinth so much. But yeah. Dark Crystal is much more of a fantasy, maybe with a little, little bit of, oh, we all have to do our part to, you know, mm-hmm. not deplete our resources. Like the Skeksy abused the power of the crystal. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of that thrown in. But with the show, the message is so clear and great. Mm-hmm. And it's a message that's really prevalent now. Right. So I definitely go check out the show. Most certainly will. Yeah. Um, I got a chance to watch the newest show, uh, Carnival Row. I'm so mad Prime. I haven't started it yet because I got really? into Dark Crystal. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You, I think, I think you're really gonna love this show. I'm excited. Um, from the from the story to the costumes, um, it's it's just it is fantastic. Um, just to kind of uh, bring people up to speed, if you if you don't know anything about Carnival Row, if you don't have Amazon Prime, uh, it is a neo noir fantasy web television series. And let me tell you something. I I I feel like more of these type of shows, these like neo noir shows, I feel like they're becoming more and more popular. Um, especially on TV and especially on streaming. Um, it stars Orlando Bloom and Onion. Oh my gosh. Um, and Cara Delvine. Or Delvine? Delvine? Delvine, yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Eyebrows. Um, yes. Uh, so Orlando Bloom plays a, uh, he plays an inspector. Like an old, like an old timey turn of the century inspector. <laughs> And I, let me tell you something, I was not, I when I first saw him in his little stereotypical costume, I was like, this is going to be bad. I'm like, I, I'm going to go back to try and finish Dark Crystal. But I was, I was, I'm, I've been just floored by his performance. This is his best work. Wow. Without a doubt. Like, I, I cannot stop watching him. Everything he does, and it's, and it's partially... And, and well, I say partially. In large part, it's because of the story surrounding him. Um, because he was, he is this former um, military man, mm-hmm. and you, and it's not, it's not, a, it's not a spoiler. Um, but you find out that he is uh, the former lover of Carl Delvine, Delavine's uh, character named Vignette Stonemoss, who is a fairy, because in this. Um, in this world, uh, there, it's not necessarily, it's not America, though it definitely feels like either like, you know, well, not necessarily America, but like industrialized, um, England. Okay. Um, and they, in the human part of the world, they, they discovered the Fae, um, on another continent and they invaded and there was this huge war, and then I and again, not going to spoil anything for you. They they'll explain it to you um, as best they can. Um, but you find out that these two were lovers. Oh boy! 
Um, yeah, and craziness ensues because Vignette thinks that uh, Orlando Bloom and Onion's character is dead. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, and, but then you, but when you get to the human side um, of the story or their continent, you find out they are horribly racist towards the Fae. Um, the Fae are essentially uh, indentured servants. They're like, if you're going to yeah. live in the human world, you need to serve us. So they do all the jobs that they don't want to do. Um, so they're constantly, they're butlers, they're, um, you know, handmaids, they're everything that, again, everything that they don't want. Um, a large population of the female fae are prostitutes Oh, in this world. Um and Orlando Bloom's character, and, and, and his name is, is, excuse me, I have my notes here. His Philo? name is Rycroft. Hmm? I thought it was Philo. It is. It's, Fi- it's Philo, but his, but his full name is Fi- uh, Rycroft uh, Philistrate. That's a, that's a mouthful. And, hence why I keep saying Orlando Bloom's character. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Orlando Bloom... Uh, he is very much, it's very clear that there are, there are a lot of humans who are like, this is wrong. We shouldn't be treating them like this. They are, you know, they, they're just like you and us. They just have magical abilities. Um, so he, he has to deal with like being a police officer, but it's very clear that the Fae trust him. Um, again, without going into too much detail, uh, there is uh, there are a series of murders that he is involved in. Um, murder, that, well, he's trying you to say? Murder? murder? <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a series of murders that he's trying to solve. And all the while, he is trying to keep Vignette safe. Um, even though she hates his guts after she finds out like that he's been lying to her, that he was alive um, this entire time. Um, Kara's character, Vignette, I gotta say, I, and maybe it's just because, um, of the story, of how the story is structured, I'm not getting, I'm not feeling a strong attachment to her character right now. Um, and again, maybe that will change by the end of this season, but right now, I'm just like, can you bring back Orlando Bloom, please? Oh, Wow. He's a lot more like, this is not Pirates of the Caribbean Orlando Bloom. This is like somebody with nuance and character and he's got, he's very conflicted. Um, In every episode, you discover something new about his past that explains like why he's doing this um, and so on and so forth. Uh, Again, the the design of the, of this world is intriguing. Uh, The way people the interactions between the Fae and the humans, that's even explored further from like a political standpoint um, because there is this over, there's this like subplot um, between the chancellor played by Jared Harris, who's phenomenal Mm -hmm. in this. Uh, He is trying to uh, essentially tell, like, you know, get equal rights for the Fae. Uh, But he has a political opponent who's like, you're just a Fae lover. You know, like you just you want them to take all of our jobs and, you know, do this and do that kind of sounds familiar. Um, (laughs) But but, you know, um, that's either here nor there. Take that as you will. Um, There is another subplot with a 
uh, Outlander alum. Bonnie Prince Charles! Yes! Oh my gosh, when I saw Mark him me. in the opening scene, <laughs> he, I was like, I was like, oh my god, like, what is happening? Who are you gonna be? And he's just as pompous as he is <laughs> in, uh, in Outlander, but, um... He he is uh, he's the reason why Vignette ends up in the uh, in the human country, <laughs> um, because she ends up becoming like his uh, his servant essentially. Gotcha. Yes, yes. Um, so that there's there's all that there's just God. I can't I can't even say too much about it because um, again every episode you learn more about this world. You learn more about how people feel about the Fae. You learn why they feel this way about the Fae. And you learn about how, why the Fae, how the Fae feel about the humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I feel like, especially in this day and age, um, when you have the immigration debates, um, I feel like it is a great way to kind of strike up that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like, you know, are the humans in this world right? Are the Fae, are the Fae right? Um, because it's kind of similar arguments. They're like, well, the Fae will just will just steal from us. They're criminals, you know. They have these magical abilities. They're ugly. They're this. They're that. Um, and the Fae are just like, we are just trying to survive. Um, now, are there bad Fae in this? Yeah, this <laughs> is there. There's like a there's like a whole little group um, that you'll that you'll come to discover about that. Um, but it just it's just so it's so delightfully nuanced. Um, I love the show. Can't say enough nice things about it definitely not a uh uh uh, penny dreadful um re like copycat like we like we originally thought um because that was my fear yeah that is that was just gonna be like okay like i instead of watching this i'll just watch a replay of uh penny dreadful same aesthetic which is great i love that aesthetic um but completely different type of story that you're hearing oh wow yeah, yeah. Um, I think you'll be. I think you'll be really happy with it. Yeah. Um, and again, I hope that Kara's character gets, especially if it gets picked up for a second season. I really hope that Kara's um, character gets more fleshed out. Do you think um, it's the writing, or she's hmm. she's never been the strongest of actors? She hasn't. She really hasn't. Um, it could be. Because, uh, like, like I said, I feel like Orlando is carrying this entire show right now. Because um, even in, even in the scene, even in the scene where you find out why he left, I understood from Orlando Bloom's character. I was kind of like, yeah, I would have probably done the same thing, actually. Um, whereas with her, it was kind of like, why are you angry at him? You know. Yeah. And that could and that could just be like a, a bad acting choice. Um but time will tell. Like I said, I'm I'm much more intrigued by Orlando Bloom and the murder mystery than murder? her story. Murder I wanna do that every <laughs> single time you say murder. Uh, I hope you realize that. The murder plot Murder <laughs> Jesus Webb. Where's Steven? He'd probably, no, he would just make he it worse. He can't um, save you now. <laughs> so audience, let us know uh, on our Facebook group page, which is um, 
constantly being updated everyone's always posting stuff let us know are you watching the dark crystal are you watching carnival row what did you think of both did you like them did you hate them um do you think orlando bloom and onion uh is definitely has he made a turn as an actor uh or is it just you know me liking this story because it looks really cool and what are your thoughts (laughs) on murder on murder murder <laughs> That's gonna get old really quickly. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That was um, that was from uh, I I keep th- whenever you say that I always think of um, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> the greater. What do you good. think it has to do with murder? The greater good. <laughs> oh, I love Hot Fuzz. Um, but Lindley yes. it's exciting times because you know what we we have not gotten a chance to say this next phrase before we go into our movie reviews. Audience, Lindley, let's do it together. One, two, three. It's It's main main event event time. time. It's main event time. So we got a chance to see two movies. One of these movies um, I really, 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 really wanted to see. Um, but just have not found the time to go see it yet. But thankfully, Lindley, you got a chance to see That's it. That's what I'm here for. And I am so excited to hear the review. I want to find out. I want to know, is it worth seeing or should I just wait for it on Redbox? Hit me. I went... And also tell us the movie. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say. Well, um, I went to go see Ready or Not, which... Kind of, it really surprised me of how much I liked it. Nice. I I went into the movie thinking, like, I was intrigued mm-hmm. by some of the things I had seen online. I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be kind of stupid fun. I was expecting kind of Blumhouse levels of horror or whatever. It was a lot of fun. I mean, gory fun, but fun nonetheless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, because I talked about this movie uh, with some people and they're like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Or, yeah, I think I saw one thing about it. So just getting the word out, this is a really fun kind of horror comedy movie. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the plot is this girl is getting married to um, a boy. A girl gets married to a boy. And, and that's it. Uh, but the boy... <laughs> he was a boy. Was she a was a girl. Can I make it <laughs> any more obvious? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is the second time Avril Lavigne has come into a conversation today. In just general. Oh. So, she was a boy. She was... <laughs> late. Murder? <laughs> He was a boy, she was a girl, but the boy, his family, mm-hmm. is uh, this wealthy board game, you know, dynasty, or as they say, they prefer dominion. Hmm. And there's a tradition that on the wedding night, the whole family gathers to welcome the new person into the family by playing a game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. apparently everything is fine unless the person draws a certain card. 
You know, you could play Parcheesi, you could play checkers, chess, or whatever. But if you decide, or if fate gives you the hide-and-seek card, mm-hmm. you're playing hide-and-seek for your life. Murder? Murder? <laughs> uh, so... The movie is a lot of fun. It doesn't take itself seriously. There are a lot of, like, on-the-edge-of-your-seat moments. But it's also really fun and suspenseful. And there's a whole thing. You find out that there's a cult or, like, a curse on the family. And most of the movie is a a couple of the players battling with each other. Be like, is like why are we doing this this is this isn't even real nothing's ever mm-hmm. happened with the curse while the other family are like oh it's real i mean we don't have any proof but it's totally real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of fun the lead female is super likable and super like engaging so you're yeah. rooting for her the entire time to survive the night mm-hmm and you would think that, you know, someone's going to be a hero, but then it may not be the person you're thinking of. There's a character who actually has a lot of really good growth in the movie. Hmm. It's, I, I loved it. It's, it's my favorite horror movie I've seen mm-hmm. in a bit. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I saw Midsummer at the, a few, like, like a month or so ago. I like this a lot better than I did Midsummer. They're two totally different movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is just, I had a good time. I love it. I, I'm i all about it. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to try to see it because um, it's like that movie and there's another movie that's, that feels like, you know, cinematically it feels kind of similar with uh, Knives Out. Yeah. I really want to see that movie. I do too. Um, there was a trailer um, for it before It Chapter 2, and I was like, huh, this really mi- reminds me of Ready or Not. I want to see Ready or Not, and then I want to see Knives Out. Um, not to compare the two, but because, again, it's that aesthetic. Um, that's my buzzword for tonight, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, what would you say your aesthetic is? Uh, looking around, it's definitely a comic book chic. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I have like a collection of Pops figures now, and that's like half, hey. uh, Marvel characters and half WWE, like my favorite, uh, WWE superstars. I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the movie, um, and because, and especially since this is a movie that not a lot of people know about. Exactly, um, like, I don't think it cracked the top five when it premiered, which is a shame. Yeah, it really yeah. should have. Well, you know, there's not enough, there's not a lot of, like, I guess, like, the big names in it, uh, quote-unquote. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> to quote uh, Cinema Sins, um, or to parody Cin- Cinema Sins, uh, they have discount Margot Robbie as the lead. Oh, oh my god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm sure she's fantastic, but she is discount Margot Robbie. She, but they they look very similar. Yeah. Still great. Yeah. Though. It's like um, it's like that. It's like that one kid that not Timothy Chalamet kid. <laughs> discount Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> um, well, awesome. I I too got to see a movie. 
and I was so excited about this. I got to see It Chapter 2. Ooh. The end. It ends. Um, I, Lindley, let me tell you something. I have never gotten out of a horror movie and thought to myself, wow, I am so thankful for my friends. Aww. I have never felt, I've never left a horror movie and felt like I have learned something. Oh, wow. And not to say that it, chapter two, is like a perfect movie by any stretch of imagination. It's not. Um, is it a little long and stretched out? Yeah. <laughs> but there's but there's parts of it where I'm like, I kind of appreciate the fact that they did, that chapter one was just focused on the Losers Club as children. And chapter two is focusing on the Losers Club as adults. Um, if you guys don't remember, um, they actually do like a previously on It Chapter One um, <laughs> at the very beginning of, of It Chapter Two. Um, but if you recall, Beverly has a vision um, of the Losers Club as adults. And she says, we come back. We come back because It comes back. And we are going to take an oath to... Uh, to kill Pennywise. Here's the thing. When Pennywise does finally come back, everybody who left Derry no longer remembers, which is which is uh, from the from the original miniseries as well as the book. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, they as soon as they leave, none of them remember until the character Mike calls them. He remembers because he never left. Yeah. Um, but he calls them and he's like, hey, it is back. We, You guys need to come home. And the movie pretty much plays beat for beat um, what you remember from either the book or the miniseries. Um, even down to uh, they're at the Chinese restaurant and the weird things start coming out of um, start coming out of the fortune cookies. Which was terrifying. Oh gosh. Um... I want to say something about the the cast, the adult cast. I have to say this. They chose the best people to play those damn kids. <laughs> because when you look at, when you, even like James McAvoy, um, Jessica Chastain, these big name actors, they look like their child counterparts. So much. So much so that there's a part where, um, uh, 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 one of the, one of the character, one of the Losers Club, um, oh, I can't remember, I can't remember who, what his name was, um, but he is, it's the one with the inhaler, right? Yeah. So he's, so you see the clip, you see the clip of him, he's coming up to get, like, a new inhaler, because he lost, because he forgot one, um, back home, and then he has a flashback, and as he's standing there, the kid actor comes up and they superimpose his face they look like like he looks like the adult version of that kid it's amazing yeah like it's insane even down to like they even found like the um like the uh ben the um the the fat losers club um member even he looks like if that kid had like lost a whole bunch of weight and got you know got an eight pack guess what (laughs) That's what he would look like. <laughs> I was in, I was I was blown away. It was absolutely incredible. Um, 
it's not it's not half as gory as the first one. Okay. The first one I felt like it was like it was a lot of blood in that one. Um it's not so much I felt like this movie was not focused so much on Pennywise as far as terrorizing people, even though he does show up quite a bit. Um, not as much as the first one, but still quite a bit. <laughs> it's on the losers. And they've gone through this traumatic experience, and it's this idea of, I don't want to deal with this anymore. You know, like, I forgot it. Why did they keep asking, why did you bring us back? We were fine. You know, we were okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they they have to go. They do, they do uh, a bit of a change in some plot points. I don't remember them having to find, like, um, they call them, like, totems or sacrifices. Yeah. Which is the big plot, which is the big plot point in this particular movie. That's what they have to find um, in order to defeat Pennywise. Um, but you're able to see, like, just like who these people are. And I'm like, this is something that the miniseries was lacking. Mm. I never felt like I knew the characters. Like you knew, um, you knew Billy, the main guy who stutters, you knew Bev, um, you even knew Ben, but like, uh, uh, Richie, um, played by Bill Hader. Let me tell you something. Bill Hader needs a best supporting for his role. Oh, like, Wow. He, like, he, his story arc is so beautiful that I teared up because I was like, because they make, they make a change to his character that I was like, this works. This definitely works. And when you see it, you're going to be like, wow, they went there. They actually did it. Um... I thought it was I thought it was beautiful. I thought the entire movie just had like this it was it, it's like how the first one was a coming of age tale. This is a story about adults having to come to terms with their violent past and saying like we're going to be okay. Aww. We're going to be fine. Um and that there really is nothing to be afraid of when it comes to the past or the future. Your past does not define you. Um, yeah, I was just, um, I was just blown away. And when I left that theater, uh, I did cry. I did tear up a little bit. Mm. I really did. Um, and you know what? You And people might, you, you mean, audience, you might go see It Chapter 2 and you're like, Marcus is full of it. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> this is just a horrible movie or whatever. Um, and like I said, it's not the best movie. But it is one movie that when it does finally come out, I want to, I want to watch chapter one and chapter two side by side. Longest, like, probably five hours of my life uh, of just sheer terror. <laughs> um, and just enjoy it. Also, uh, kudos to Skarsgård. Holy crap. That, that guy just, he lost himself in Pennywise. He, he is the definitive Pennywise. Tim Curry's great. His portrayal of Pennywise is fantastic. But does but... he have Prince Albert in a can? He does not have Prince Albert in a can. Oh. <laughs> 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 right? But, I mean, just, Lindley, there's a, every time he's on screen, especially after watching It Chapter One, 
you just feel so scared for anybody because he doesn't <laughs> he because he more or less challenges the losers club he's Ooh. like come home come home and see what happens to you I yeah dare he, you. He, he essentially becomes the embodiment of like not just their fears but he becomes he be, he is the bully he's the bully that they have always um had to deal with and never did yeah it's great it's can't say enough nice things about it <laughs> <laughs> definitely go check it out um well, Lindley, as per usual, I feel like whenever when it's just when it's just you and I, I always feel like the show we just like clip 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 and we're done. <laughs> Organization. <laughs> Organization. Um, but don't worry, audience. Um, for you Stephen fans out there, Stephen will be back next episode. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's getting it's getting close to. October. Well, by the time it gets to our Spooky next episode, season. yeah, we gotta find uh, we gotta find it's a new the um, most wonderful time something special to do. Of the year. That's a that is not the. Shush, yeah, it is. It's the most spookiest time of the year. Yeah. Well, well when in Rome. <laughs> Anchorman reference. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, audience, uh, so before we leave, we like to uh, we like to leave you um, with just a little bit of contact information in case you want to talk to us on a more personal level. If you want to talk to Lindley, um, and I'm not, and, and, and audience member who wrote that review, no, it was very sweet. <laughs> I, I just always, I always feel like everyone messes up Lindley's name. It's <laughs> so fine. Now, so I just, I just want to needle her it's about fine. it. It's <laughs> fine. I've, I've lived through 27 years of people mispronouncing or, and misspelling my name. It's fine. Uh, Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can mostly find me on Instagram at Little Lottie. That's L-O-T-T-I-E. Um, lots of cosplay things happening uh, because New York Comic Con is less than a month away. I'm so excited. Um, so that's happening I also have a cosplay Facebook page on Facebook uh, that's just Little Lottie Cosplay. You can also find me on Universal Monsters Universe. Got some exciting things happening there, some reviews of things coming up. And also you can find me on Outlander Cast. I'm a writer for that. I do a series called Sassanak Spotlight. And there may or may not be something else coming out through Outlander Cast mm. about me. That I wrote Ooh. that should be coming up soon, which I hope goes well. So keep an eye out for that. I am sure it will. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> um, and then folks at home, if you if you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on a variety of different places. Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find me on that Twitter, though, at Mark. M-A-R-C underscore Loveroy, L-A-R-O-Y, um, where you can also find us um, uh, with Popcorn Prattle on Twitter and Instagram. Just look up Popcorn Prattle. Uh, and if you would like to hear me in some other exploits, 
Uh, you can always hear me on a couple of different audio dramas, uh, Continuum Force, a uh, sci-fi audio drama, and coming up soon, um, probably in the next couple of months, uh, will be The Adventures of Beauty and the Beast uh, and Garbage Town, a audio drama musical I get my singing on. Um, haven't sang since super senior year of, uh, of, of uh, college, so... Yeah, that's exciting. Um, <laughs> it's all it's all good. It's all fun. Um, and you know, check out our other uh, partner podcasts um, like Not So Famous with Mitchell Hansen. Um, it's on a brief it's on a brief hiatus right now. He is doing his thing up in Philly. He is like putting together like a, a theater company. So we wish him all the best, and we hope. For a speedy return on that, but check out that back catalog of episodes. You don't want to miss a thing, Aerosmith, um, Armageddon. Uh, yeah, I think that is everything. That was the sound of me face palming. By the way, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It, I mean, it is the best movie of all. It, not the best movie of all time, but it is the best. Uh, what did we say it was? Best. Disaster, disaster movie. movie. Best disaster movie. Yes. Or at least I said it was the best disaster movie. You guys came up with other things, and I told you guys you were wrong. I mean, um, that's usually what you do, regardless of anything. It is true. It is true. Um, <laughs> audience, we've had a lovely time with you, um, but Lindley is tired, and I have even more work to do. So, before we leave... I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. <laughs>